Nothing I say gets more pushback than what we are talking about on this episode. And yet, I believe it with all my heart. Great work. The work that matters the most to you. The work that shares your unique point of view in community with amazing people that keeps you on your evolving edge and creates your legacy. This kind of work is not the result of hustle. It is instead the result of resilience. Welcome to Unleashing Your Great Work, a podcast about doing the work that matters the most to you. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Kroll, a cognitive psychologist, speaker, coach, and the creator of the Aligned Time Journals. Every week on this podcast, we are asking the big questions. What is great work and why does it matter so much to us? What does it take to do more of your great work without sacrificing everything else? And how does the world change when more people are doing more of the work that matters the most to them? Whether your great work is building your own small business or managing a remote team at a multinational company, you'll find insight and answers here. If you feel yourself immediately on your guard, you are not alone. I've been called impossibly naive, a dangerous liar, and maybe my favorite, a champion of the mediocre. The panic seems to go like this. Amanda, we live in a hyper-competitive world, and if I want to be great and stay on top and create a legacy that lives on when I'm gone, I need to do more than anyone else. I need to squeeze as much as I can out of every hour, every minute, and every second of every day. Everything else is laziness and basic, and the fact that you would encourage others to rest and engage in self-care under the guise of great work is not just false. It's unethical. And yet, I say to them, as I say to you today, that those of us who have allowed ourselves to wonder whether this might actually be true, and then changed our habits and patterns to focus on maintaining and protecting our resilience and not our hustle, have experienced a life-changing, maybe even life-affirming transformation. It has made us happier And since I know some of you think that happiness is less important than success, I must also tell you this. It has massively accelerated our great work. So this is what I'm asking of you today. Just allow yourself to wonder whether this might be true for you. Listen, argue, and push back all you like, but also leave the door open just a crack to see if this might change your life too. Okay. Let's start by defining some terms. I need to tell you what I mean by resilience and what I mean by hustle, because otherwise it's really easy to use semantics to slip around and end up not saying anything concrete. And I am here to say something very concrete. So let's start with resilience. What is it actually? Well, psychological resilience is the capacity a person has or doesn't have to bounce back from adversity. Adversity, for its part, can be big things, like grieving a major loss, losing your job, or getting a cancer diagnosis, or it can be much smaller things, like when someone is being rude to your actual face, or a project is failing, or when Word corrupts your manuscript file just before you hit save. Great work is full of setbacks like this, 
twists and turns, and our resilience predicts whether we will be able to adapt and bounce back or whether we will be dragged down into the pit of despair. Now, it's critically important that you not think of resilience as a personality trait. Some people aren't more resilient than others by nature, but instead, some people have created a life where they are able to build, maintain, and recover their resilience, and others have not. But if these people did start protecting and maintaining their resilience, they would be quickly just as resilient as anyone else. Resilience is about how we spend the moments of our lives, not about who we were at birth. This means that it can change, and that is great news. Resilience is built, maintained, and recovered differently for different people. But there are some things that reliably impact your resilience, and this makes them excellent places to start when you decide to become the great champion and the protector of your own resilience. Resilience, at its core, is a matter of health, emotional, cognitive, and physical health. This means that eating food with nutrients on a fairly regular basis is important, and so is sleep and at least some exercise. These are the very foundations of your entire life, and if you neglect your health for long enough, it's your body that will eventually take you down. Lots, though certainly not all, chronic illnesses and indiscriminate body pain are the result of your body simply never having a chance to recover after times of stress. I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV, but I can tell you about my own experience. I was a classic, pathological overworker until about four years ago. I had a full-time residency in Hustle Nation. I worked all the time, and in those rare instances when I was not working, I felt really guilty for not working. This caused lots of problems in my body. I was sitting at a computer all the time. Maybe I was at my desk or on the couch or in my bed, but I was always, always with a computer. And that caused me to develop a lot of weird postural problems that led to lower back, neck, and shoulder pain. All that body weirdness combined with my sky-high stress level led me to develop hyperactive inflammation. My body was inflamed nonstop. I had headaches, plantar fasciitis, bursitis, back pain for years with no relief. And eventually, my body got confused about who was the enemy and attacked all of my joints indiscriminately. I had a classic no-cause case of autoimmune disorder. It was this full-body rebellion that finally got me to stop striving so hard and caused me to develop the basic habits of resilience, and it helped a ton. When you're exhausted and in pain and hungry and, let's be honest, very cranky, you aren't heeding the call to adventure. No, sir. Everything is hard. All you want to be is done. And every obstacle, big and small, feels insurmountable. Or, said another way, your resilience is gone. Your supply of bounce back is on back order. When we realize that great work is really about doing the things you don't know how to do and cultivating the courage to share your unique point of view, sometimes with people who are destined to make your life harder, it becomes really obvious how important resilience is in unleashing your great work. But that's not the whole story. Now that I've been on the other side of the equation for a few years, where I protect my resilience like the crown jewels, I don't let it get low, I take breaks when I need it, I eat reasonably well, and I even exercise sometimes, I've noticed 
a tipping point to my resilience. When I was exhausted and miserable and grinding away at my to-do list, the idea of doing fun things with cool people so I could grow into my potential felt like just another damn thing to do. Once I got fortified, though, those same things began to call my name. Suddenly, I wasn't just dying to take a nap and be left alone. I wanted adventure, novelty, friends to collaborate with. I even began to crave failure because I knew that it meant I was growing. These are the same things that felt so overwhelming to me when I was run down all the time from hustling. And they suddenly felt fun. And since great work depends on these exact things, I hope it's now super obvious to you why your resilience is the key to your great work. Unleashing Your Great Work is sponsored by the Aligned Time Journal. As you think about great work, you might think, okay, but how? How do I figure out what my great work is? How do I make progress on it? How do I overcome procrastination, burnout, and perfectionism? What I like to call the three horsemen of the goalpocalypse. My answer to that question is, use the Aligned Time Journal. It's a whole person time management system that will keep you moving forward on your great work without ever feeling overwhelmed. Click the link in the show notes to check it out. Give it a try and get busy unleashing your great work out into the world. Okay, now that you're convinced that resilience is the key to your great work, let's talk about hustle. Now, hustle is one of these words in our language that has become just hyper-polarized. Some people will tell you you don't have enough hustle, which typically means that you don't care enough to go all in or go the extra mile, or it can mean that they just think you're too lazy to succeed. Most of the time, when someone is being attacked on the basis of their hustle, they're referring to someone who is doing it, but just not with the fervor that the speaker can respect. The best example of this glorification of hustle can be seen on the television show Shark Tank. Now, first, let me just tell you, I love Shark Tank. I watch at least part of an episode almost every single day. It feels like bottled dopamine. I watch a little bit and get excited and hopeful and high on the American dream. And yet, in almost every episode, one of those sharks says something horrible, like, you should quit your job and go all in. You don't have the hustle to be a successful entrepreneur. Now, there are times when even I agree with them. Maybe someone who has $75 in sales over the past six years, who's living in their mother's basement and never goes to the local farmer's market to sell their goods. That's not enough effort, truly. And yet, I saw one woman, Keisha Smith of Sinai Applesauce, who was singly financially responsible for much of her extended family. She was working as the head of global HR at a publishing house, and she was selling applesauce at the farmer's market and going to trade shows and working every night and weekend while spending her life's savings on her company. And I have to say, I was so mad at Kevin O'Leary for telling her that she didn't believe in her dream because she hadn't quit her job. I wasn't the only one. Two other sharks came to her defense, and she did ultimately get a deal with Mark Cuban. So, okay, fine. I can continue to watch Shark Tank. But this is my point. That moment on Shark Tank was such a quintessential example of my problem with hustle. It assumes that if you had enough hustle, you would sacrifice everything all of the time. You would push way past your comfort zone, way past your stretch zone, 
long past your point of utter exhaustion and deep, deep into burnout. And if you aren't willing to do that, if you set a single boundary or find a single workaround to protect yourself and your family, then you don't have enough hustle and you're destined to fail. And this, frankly speaking, is some serious bullshit. To be honest with you, I think it's intellectual laziness to point at hustle and call it the reason that anyone has succeeded or failed. It isolates this one way oversimplified variable, basically our really incomplete understanding of another person's work ethic, and then glosses over all these other equally important predictors of success. Like, did they have a good and creative idea? Can they develop good relationships? Are they able to find collaborators who can elevate their work? Do they have a support system that helps them to keep the anxiety and depression and malnourishment of entrepreneurship at bay? And whether they have that entrepreneurial spirit, which usually boils down to being fun to talk to and sounding smart when you talk about your idea. Both of those convey cognitive clarity and intellectual energy. And do you know what every single one of those things on that list require? Each and every one of them is sourced from your resilience. And hustle? Insofar as we're talking about raging against the machine until you collapse in an exhausted heap at the foot of Mount Accomplishment, hustle depletes resilience. It drains you of life force. It fades your innovation from hot pink to pale gray, and it leaves you scraping along on the fumes of your once brilliant mind. In the end, if you opt for hustle over resilience, you get exhausted, minimal functioning, and the doing of one thing after another on a to-do list instead of the kind of innovative, creative, high-vibe thinking that can actually take you to the top. Now, all that said, do I hate action-taking? Am I anti-giving it a shot? Of course not. In fact, the journals are focused on helping people get unstuck and into action. Action matters. In fact, the only thing I reliably see that separates those who succeed from those who fail is that the ones who succeed stayed at it. And what is the number one predictor of staying at it? Resilience. Resilience is the key, it turns out, even to your ability to hustle. And even I admit that there are times when you do need to hustle. If you're preparing to be on Shark Tank, for example, or if you're in the middle of a big launch or you're running up against a deadline that just plain matters, then hustle away, my friend. The problem isn't that we work hard when we need to. The problem arises when hustle becomes our default way of being, instead of that rare extra push that we reach for when we must. And since we are the champion and the protector of our own resilience, when we notice that we've fallen into a pattern of hustling, we have to address the root cause. We need to adjust our work streams, ask for help, say no to unnecessary commitments, and get our hustle under control. Because we know if you have to choose between hustle and resilience, the smart money is always on resilience. Thank you for joining me today on the Unleashing Your Great Work podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And hey, don't forget to check out the Align Time Journal. You need support to get started. Stay at it and unleash your great work out into the world. See you next time.